now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books, of the show, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and I'm both sour and sweet. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Real, and I'm Strong, and I'm your friend, Ben Brooks. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today, Geo Dude. It's How, me. Uh, it's, it's foreshadowing. It's. <laughs> I, I had a really good time not talking about this show. I don't, it's only, it's been less than three weeks since the finale, but it feels like at least a month. Like it feels, I felt refreshed and uh-huh. I felt strong and real and uh-huh. friend to everyone. Uh huh. And, and instead, uh, we're back here. I honestly, like, I've been playing Pokemon Go for like eight hours a day for the last four days. I would be if it didn't fucking freeze every time I tried to play it. Yeah, it's the worst app of all time, but when it works, it's magical and God is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and last night, I, I had gotten home, and I was about to take my, my good boy stink shower after mm-hmm. after being out in the park for eight hours. Yes. And uh, I saw a tweet from Eddie that was like, I'm watching the show, and I, I my mind had just made me forget, and I had a very good week, and then I had to spend the rest of my day until pretty much this very moment watching it. Who's, who's your uh, strongest Pokemon at the moment? Uh, well, it's my, Vap- it's my Vaporeon, which I named Vape Life because of... I'm not creative. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, my Flareon like is, a- is strongest and is named Sandor because that's very funny. Yeah. Did you? Did you? I know that you were really bummed that you didn't get a Vaporeon, but did you? Did you see that there's like a technique now? Yeah. There's like secret. You have to name it. The put the like trainers in the anime are named like Sparky and Rain Boy and Fire Girl and Shark Boy and like the like those are the four evolutions. And if you name them that, when it, you they get evolve. a special Eevee, yeah. Yeah. You have to fucking hack into the servers with the swordfish, and then you say, my Eevee, I wanted this one. Yeah. Because just, like, just letting you pick would be too easy. It's very related to the old hack that me and my friends used to do, where we would battle with a game link cable back in the day. Mm-hmm. 90s kids, what's up? But uh, Only they will remember this sweet hack. Yeah. And I, like, I would get, like, an execute... And I would name it Mew, and then I would like send it out in battle, and I would be like, "Go Mew!" And my friends would be like, "Fuck!" And then for like a second, it was like a nice own. That's a very good trick. It, it was a great trick. Except and then I would, except then then I would he, lose, and then you would have to battle with an execute. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> season five, episode one: The Wars to Come. The, the it was the dead. lowest rated episode so far on IMDb in terms chronologically. Mm-hmm. And as in current day, it's only the four, it's the fourth lowest rated overall, only ahead which is, of which is still like ninety six percent. Yeah, pretty much. It's still like it was a perfect episode, but um, there wasn't a forty minute battle scene. So, like, what's the point, really? Yeah, it's only ahead of Blood of My Blood, No One, and Unbound, Unbent, Unbroken, which is our fucking finale. A finale of all the episodes. Can't wait. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So this episode starts with the flashback of Cersei seeing Maggie the Frog. Yeah. And it, they've stated before, like, we don't want to use flashbacks because right. it could take away from the current plot. It's lazy writing. And then in the, like, after the show thing, one of them said, like, we always knew we want, this is very much, like, this is like 95% accurate words. We always knew we wanted to open season five with the Cersei flashback. Yeah, right. Like, no, you didn't! 
Not a chance. No way. You knew that yesterday. Like, the only way that that makes sense is if, like, there was some viral video of this actress who was, like, Lil Cersei, and, like, she did a very good impression. Yeah. And then they were, like, it was, like, season one, and they were, like, fuck, we gotta get this girl in this in the show four seasons later. Because that impression was, like, the most spot-on shit I've ever seen in my life. It was very good. So, Cersei and her unnamed friend visit. Yeah. I had Mag- to look it up. It's visit, Malara Heatherspoon. Visit uh, Maggie the Frog, who's just, like, a pretty lady. With, yeah, Natasha Leone, basically. With, like, like, dirt makeup on. Yeah, she's, she's like, Hollywood ugly, which means that she her eyeliner is a little smudged and she looks a little sweaty. And, like, her teeth aren't that perfectly white. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this is a gross evil woman who lives like, in the woods. She, she lives in quicksand. and yeah. she Like, she looks like she just got off the runway. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, in the books, it's like, this lady is basically a shit with legs. <laughs> And she has, like, no teeth and one eye, and her nose is, like, made of just a skull. Yeah, and she's like, remember Shrek, and then she starts sipping up eyeballs and stuff. Yeah, yum. I'm yeah. making waffles. It's, it's a good thing that it was, that's, A Feast for Crows was written after Shrek came out, and George was very excited because he could finally put that Shrek reference in. <laughs> He's waiting for it. So, uh, Child Cersei is like, tell my fortune, and she's like, no. Cut your finger first. And she's like, okay... And then mm. she tastes it. She's like, oh, fuck, ew, three questions. Mm, delicious. And she, she says three questions. So uh, you're going to be queen, and gold will be their shrouds, and no third question. Yeah. And then just use the third one to kill Amory Lorch, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. doesn't matter. Mm. And, um, I mean, this is like, it, this already reminded me that season five is, like, maybe peak sympathetic Cersei. Yeah. Because this is all, like, you'll be queen for a time until a younger, more beautiful queen casts you down and destroys what you hold dear, which we understand to be her kids. And, like, I don't I don't know how we want to do this, because, like, there's a lot, of, like, that's very important to how season six ends, I think. Like, I think that's probably related. Like, it's going to be hard for us to talk about this without the season six knowledge. Yeah, So sick knowledge. So, let's just say, like, season six spoilers, like, canon... We're probably going to be talking about season six during this, too. Yeah. Because we know it. You know? Yeah, I think for, it seems like our viewership, for the most part, like... Is caught has it, yeah, yeah, and, like, they have... We haven't... Like, most people either don't watch it all, which is amazing. Yeah. Or, like, like people aren't generally going back to the first episode and, like, going one at a time. Uh-huh. So there might be some spoilers, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no Valonqar. Which but, yeah. Not and, not like, important. here... It's, I'm pretty sure that it's basically a hard... Well, it's a hard cut to Cersei, but, like, right after that, she sees Marjorie, And this is, like, the show taking prophecy as, like, an immutable thing. Mm-hmm. That, like, oh, she's cursed forever to get fucked up by Marge. Even though it's kind of, like, her actions trying to... You know, like, the self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. thing? Except it's, in the show, it's not. It's, it's not. Just, it's just that's what happens. It's just fuck you because you're a bad guy. And yeah. Marjorie's a good guy for doing the same thing that Cersei does. But also, Cersei's not a bad guy, even though she's supposed to be one... Yeah, and also they retcon uh, Cersei's fourth kid from season one. Uh-huh. Remember that when she was like, hey, me and Robert, hey, my husband Robert, remember when we had a baby out of love? But it didn't. And, me but neither. Me Maggie, neither. Maggie the Frog said no. Yeah, it's like it's like Stannis' leeches, you know? they You can only get so much. And, yeah, and, and like, yeah, I mean magic, but God the plot says not. So that would be, My work of the week is, is a mess this week, and that would have been way better. <laughs> Good. Uh, so then we go to my favorite Jamie chapter, and none of it happens. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about, yeah. He's not even, it would be so much better if you were just like, ugh. 
Dad's stinky. Dad's stinky, and I can't cry because he said crying's for girls. Like, you yeah. did this to me, Dad. Limiting narrative and whatnot. Yeah. Instead, he's like, now that our dad is dead, everyone will try to kill us, and you're my yeah. favorite. Jamie said, it's the, he says it every episode. It's his balcony. It's just every episode, everyone but you and me, Cersei, are our enemies and they want to take everything from us. Even though, like, like this, I think, is actual, it's probably happened every once in a while, but this is the official trend of, like, someone dying and no one caring about it because the plot says not to. Oh, yeah. Not in the, in the sense of, like, like, he knows that Tywin's dead and that's bad, but not like, wow, my brother did this. That's pretty bad. Like, he doesn't care at all. Yeah. Cersei doesn't even care. It's it's honestly jarring when she cares a little bit this episode. Yeah, I know. Because like, he never does again. Yeah, Tyrion is he's still out there drawing breath. I remember that was in the trailer and I was like, "Oh shit, season 5 is going to be sick." I I read uh I'm I'm rereading A Feast for Crows and I got to the chapter where she meets with the High Sparrow, which uh-huh. is like her fourth or fifth chapter and even then walking she's like, "God, I fucking hate Tyrion." <laughs> like, like out of nowhere. Oh yeah, she's like, "Wow, these people are dirty and disgusting." Like my fucking idiot brother, who I hate. Yeah, Tyrion. it's like that's gonna be. She's gonna custom make her own tombstone, and it's gonna say, "God, I fucking hate Tyrion on it." <laughs> but in this, uh, it's just Jamie, and he says they don't like us. Yeah, and man, what I wish, I wish we would have gotten the scene from the books where like. uh where Tyrion leaves Tywin's body in the bathroom, and then, like, the night guy custodian rolls by, and he's like, oh, man, they don't pay me enough for this. Yeah, he, would, there's like, he would be able to pay me if Tywin Lannister shit gold. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, there's just, it's regular doo-doo, and there's a dead guy here. And you have this, it's a living! And we have those stupid googly eyes on his face. Yeah. Yeah, already Tyrion left it on his face. Remember how, like, three chapters were about how, like, disgusting dead Tywin smelled, and, like, his face was falling into himself? Yeah, none, I love, none of like, that happens. I love that. Like to me, it's equally likely that like there's two there's two minds within the fandom. It's like either it's he's he's especially stinky because it's like a metaphor that he was rotten on the inside and like it goes it like ruins his reputation even more. And there's the other theory that Oberyn just poisoned the shit out of him and gave yeah. him Dookie poison. I, I I'm on the, kind of on the Dookie poison side. Yeah, I kind of like the Dookie poison side. If there is any type of weird trickery, it's usually just that. Like, yeah. magic wouldn't just happen because he was bad. Like, yeah. it actually need, means someone did magic like to that, him. That's what the show would do. It's yeah. Just like, that, that would be cool uh-huh. if we made him the stinkiest boy. But, no, just the reigns of Castamere play and then the scene ends. Yeah, and then um, Tyrion's in a box. He, did you know he drinks and he knows things? Here's the thing about, about Tyrion in Season 5. Mm-hmm. He drinks... And then Varys is like, he's like, Varys, why do you need me? And he goes, because you know things. And then, he, and then he says, I need a gift. A gift, <laughs> a gift to Daenerys Targaryen. So yeah. Tyr- Tyrion has a beard, so you know time has passed, but not how much. Yeah, it's a grief beard so that he doesn't have to act out his grief in any way. Uh-huh. Also, Varys, in, in this scene, he says fucking and shit. And Varys would never say either of those things. Oh, yeah. Has Varys ever said a bad word? He would just call shit like the bad perfume. Yeah, Varys would never say shit or fuck. No, no, let Varys say fuck because it wouldn't happen. Yeah, don't let him say fuck. Ground Varys if he swears again. Um, Also, I don't understand the logistics of this box because they like they do like the funny poop joke where Tyrion's like, "Have you ever shit in a box?" And then Varys is like, "Have you ever picked up a shit out of a box and put it in in the water?" But so like box with a hole like. And then, like, first of all, like, wow, very, like, Bristol stools. Sorry, everyone. 
Do you know, like, like the Bristol stool scale, like it would have to be pretty consistent. I doubt his diet's that great. But all also, he's doing is drinking wine. He's not going to plop out a perfect turd to like yeah, like a nation. like a stage four, not a chance. And yeah. like, and apparently he drank the whole way. So Varys was just like slipping gogurts full of wine through these tiny holes. I guess like what? It's just hey, he's not fermenting the wheat. <laughs> I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. I mean, he's the protagonist. Also, um, before we. We recorded this. I was just looking up Game of Thrones things to be mad at, and I looked up like, uh, what is it? It happened because creatively it made sense because yeah, creatively, creatively we wanted, we wanted it to happen. To happen. And I was like, that has to be a joke or something, but it's an actual quote. Oh yeah, I like, thought that, and I thought the the themes are for eighth grade book reports was okay. a joke. No, both of those are real. They're not like fan made. Like these guys are idiots. Yeah, They're creatively it made sense because we wanted it to happen. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, I love that when they get to Pentos. Oh yeah, they get to Pentos. By the way, those of you who don't watch the show, they're across the narrow sea. Um, and Tyrion is like, he complains about being in the box, and then Varys is like, yeah, it's because we you're in hiding, and we didn't want you to be betrayed. But don't worry about that anymore, my guy. I guess. Yeah. Now that we're in this like gigantic palace, just be free. Only the sailors on the ship are the only untrustworthy people in the world. Yeah, it's not like people would be searching for the guy who just killed the hand of the king. To the, like, most obvious place he would go. Yeah. yeah. And he... I mean, it's not like he's gonna get any less visible in the future. Uh, I would like to point out that this is, like, the last mention of Kinsling ever. Before oh, yeah. the thing. Yeah, we even get, like, a split second of, of grief and emotion from Tyrion. He's, he, like, rat waxes poetic about killing his own father and how the future is bad and everything. But then he does the funny vomit, and then he drink more. He drink more. Uh, and this ends by... Vera saying like we need uh, we need a ruler who's good and also strong and good, and Tyrion's like good luck finding him. Good luck finding him, a man who is on top, because that's where men are on top. And There's then Vera said, "Who said anything about him? I tried to have Daenerys Targaryen killed in season one. <laughs> Remember yeah. when he was trying to poison her with like a magic uh-huh. creature, a manticore." Remember how that was important to jo- to Jorah just getting like banished? Oh no, she has to be queen now because young Griff and John Condon. Why do they not want to pay this Illyrio actor anymore? He's not there either. Yeah, like he's even like this is my friend Illyrio's house. Like, he just like left the keys under the mat, I guess. Like this has to, uh, I don't because this has to be part of the thing where they're like the che- the checklist effect of like, well, Varys has to make someone else want to be. Yeah queen or king and she's targaryen john khan and and young griff don't matter yeah like and like i get that i hear that from certain people that's like man the introduction of young griff was like kind of like ass pulley and bad so like i don't really get the point of it but that's because like the point is not like it's not just like a checklist of plots that you have to get through yeah it's like this is the introduction of it and also he's in there for a reason and his whole plot is literally like i was being raised in secret my whole life yeah and And if you have to decide like is he really a targaryen or not like that and that's why you should read the duncan egg novels they're very good is the thing some good shit in there that's important so yeah varus uh wants daenerys to be queen even though he killed tried to kill her dead several times they had a spy and everything the lion and the wolf will be at each other's throats soon. We must delay, or whatever. Um, so he says, he says, who said anything about him? And then it cuts to, um, directly to Daenerys staring out a window. 
No, she's not uh, staring out a window. No, right? first we get the shot of the harpy statue getting pulled off the pier. Oh, d- yeah, continuing her trend of just like destroying local culture for no yeah, reason. Yeah, and later this episode, she's like, "I didn't conquer anybody. What are you saying?" Yeah, D- Daenerys in this episode was like sixteen different characters. It was amazing. It's so good. She's- and I remember, like when I when I watched this episode, I was like, I saw the harpy statue come down, and I was like, "Shit, are they done in Essos? Is she like? Is, are we like out of here?" Nice. No, no, not at all. Now, it, it actually makes sense now why she would be nominated for an acting award because she plays so many different characters. Yeah, she's basically Norbit. <laughs> you, you thought the Nutty Professor was good. Check this yeah. shit out. And and her eyebrows are big. Yeah. So much, much like Norbit. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's the edge she has. The, the, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Norbit advantage, if you will. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, that movie was fucking funny. Have you ever seen Norbit? I haven't. Want to talk about it? Yeah, dude, it's, there's this one part where, like, she goes down the slide, and she's like, I'm sliding! It's very Wait, funny. Wait, you've actually seen the movie Norbit? I've seen it multiple times. What? I saw it in, I saw it in theaters. Oh. And anytime I ever see it, like, I go on a crusade, like, anytime I ever, like, see it in the, like, please take this bin from Walmart, mm-hmm. I'm always like, here, this would be a good joke. <laughs> Who wants to watch Norbit with me? I left 67 copies of Norbit at my parents' house, and they yeah. haven't noticed. Uh-huh. Copies of Norbit have begun manifesting in my house physically um yeah it's a really good movie it's it's a lot better than like meet dave and a lot of the more recent eddie murphy uh ventures uh-huh um man we haven't talked about shrek in like 20 minutes you want to talk about shrek eddie murphy's in that eddie murphy's in shrek he's in shrek 2 he's in shrek the third man what happened with shrek the third i don't i don't know if i saw shrek the third it's it was it wasn't great the only thing i remember is shrek 2 the one with the antonio banderas cat yeah puss in boots shows up and like like Shrek Two is arguably better than the original. Okay. Like I, like I kind, I, I kind of don't know where I stand on that, but I definitely like respect that opinion. Mm-hmm. But man, it it goes off the fucking rails, dude. I don't. I, I I know I saw it, but I have absolutely no memory of anything that happened in it, other than the the I need a hero song, which right. is good. The only funny thing I remember about Shrek the Third is there's like a scene where Shrek is leaving on a boat and like Fiona's on the shore and she's like Shrek I have to tell you something and then like the the horn keeps blaring so like it, it sounds like it's censoring her she's trying to tell Shrek that she's pregnant oh but it's like Shrek I you and me last night and like it's funny because it's like she's swearing oh like when SpongeBob said dolphin noises yeah it's a lot like dolphin noises that's very that was a funny episode yeah um. Anyways, this guy gets his throat slit. We could talk about that. I just wanted... I, I actually uh, counted, and it was 15 minutes until the first titty. So... Oh, yeah. And isn't it, like... You know, watching this now, like, it's so weird that we see this woman again. <laughs> we see her multiple times, and, like, I never noticed that. Yeah. Like, why is she in on it? Yeah, this is Vala, who's, like... We, yeah, we get, like, our first, like, empowered evil shot of, like, her with blood all over her body. Just like, nice, this is so good and cool, and I love murdering this man who... I certainly have some kind of isn't, emotional connection. Isn't with. this plot just totally abandoned? Oh, for like, real. Yeah, like not absolutely. not the harpy. Like we, the we harpies kind of are the harpies just like, too. But. The harpies kind of, but it's like, oh, they're the rich guys. But this whole thing about like, why is the unsullied with he ain't got no dicky? So why is he going there? And the, and and then Grey Worm. And then the next scene says, I don't know. And then no one talks about it ever again. Yeah, and it's like, and there's. I mean, they've changed his name to White Rat instead of Stalwart Shield for some reason in the show. Because but, Stalwart Shield sounds like strong, and White Rat sounds like shitty. Yeah. And a strong guy wouldn't have no dick and be killed. Man, Stalwart Shield sounds so fucking cool. If I catch, like, a cloister, that dude's gonna be Stalwart, Stalwart Shield for real. Shield. I, need more, I do need more names for our Dungeons & Dragons campaign. 
Oh, yeah. So let me just, uh, Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. I am his Darzolorak. Yeah. I'm the innkeeper. Yes. Yeah, thanks to everybody who's listened to our D&D podcast so far. I, I'm glad that we don't have zero downloads. We have, like, people have listened and said that it was fun to Weird. listen to. So thanks. Second episode, already edited. Nice. I'm on top of my shit, my guy. Yeah. Eddie on top. Eddie on top. But uh, it's, like, a really moving thing in the books. It's, like, one of, like, my favorite, like, or, like, most moving things about the whole Marine thing is, like, we learn that the Unsullied are, like, going down to the brothels just to kind of be held and, like, because they crave human touch and affection because they've been, like, tortured their entire lives. But it, in the show, it's all through the lens of, like, how could anyone ever have sex without a dicky? Yeah. And it's like, like evil prostitute. It's like Jon Snow figured out a way to have sex without a dicky the first time he ever saw a naked girl. Yeah. Like, Grey Worm, I promise you, you will figure it out. There, you listen, buddy. You'll, it'll, 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 it'll work. Come on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, she kills him dead. No, no, guy in, like, totally ornate golden mask. Yeah, that was just there. And then Barristan, remember Barristan the Bold? He's here. And he also has one of those masks, and he's like, this is Sons of the Harpies. (laughs) Oh. John's sparring with Ollie. Speaking of remember, oh, oh, we also yeah. So we we yeah. Barrist, first, Barristan oh, says yeah. uh, they're the sons of the harpy, and then um, Miss Sanday says to Grey Worm, "Do you know about this?" And he says, "No." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is where Barristan says, "Conquest is always met with resistance, Khaleesi," because he's Jorah in the scene. He's Jorah in the scene. Oh, and, I, I also know Grey Worm is Storko Noodle. That's, yeah, that's Grey Worm. So I know two words now. Nice. And then Danny's like, me? Conquer? A city? Me? I don't do that. She's, that's not me. I'm a queen. She yeah. says, I'm not a queen. I'm a politician. And then Masador is here. Yeah, remember this guy? I, I literally, I thought this was the first time I, it, it's another character that's the first time I thought that he premiered, but he was a no-name character in season four, episode four, Oathbreaker, Oathkeeper. And, and Daenerys is like, I'm not a conqueror. Let's just kill everyone dead with swords to their neck. And kill them yeah. very bad. I will and, burn their cities to the ground, but I'm a good guy, so it's okay. And that guy's, like, nice. Like, fucking sick. Yeah. And, like, it, and it's kind of, like, it's I'm kind of fine with it because, I, like, to me at least, the way I perceived the Dance with Dragons thing, when, like, you open up a Dance with Dragons and it's like, she was talking to her advisors, Reznak, Mo Reznak, and Hisdar Zolorak, and all of these names. Like, it kind of reinforces that, like, she's, like, out of place and this is far from home and this isn't really where she, like, mm-hmm. needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in this culture that she doesn't understand. But here it's just kind of like, boop, we need him for later on in the season. Yeah, we, we hey, remember this guy? Uh, he's going to die later, spoilers. And we need <laughs> to show him now, so. I'm, I'm loving this new season five take on spoilers. We need to his show him now, so when he dies, you know who he is, even though, like, no one says his name. Yeah. Man, it's going to be, like, I don't even know if I would continue to do season five if it didn't end with Stannis on the Iron Throne at the end of the season. Oh, well, good thing. Oh yeah, spoilers, but yeah. Um, then we go to Jon Snow, the greatest swordsman to ever live. And he, yeah, he, he's like, this is what my dad did to Arthur Dane, and you just kick him <laughs> his ass. Uh, Jon yeah. tells Ollie to keep his shield up, and Jon is the worst person in the entire goddamn world at keeping his shield up. And not only that, like, you would think he'd be like, since he is the greatest swordsman to ever live, He'd he'd probably be like, oh, when you like lunge this way, make sure your feet yeah. are like. You gotta at choke this. up and raise your elbow, or yeah. But instead, right he's him. like, keep your shield up. You know the thing that stops you from death. Do that more. 
Yeah. Like, very good, John. And shouldn't the greatest swordsman in the world, like, maybe just support him in becoming the greatest archer in the world? Because we already know that he kind of is. Remember when John is a steward? <laughs> yeah, I actually... I don't. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a very good job with his one night of being a steward when he killed a white... And yeah, he, he was went, a steward for one night. He said, I don't like this. And then he killed a zombie with fire that he grabbed with his hand and was fine. <laughs> yeah, and then he just went on the great ranging. Yeah. And slept with the wildland girl. He slept with the wildland girl and killed, like, everyone's uncle. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, then we go... John's like, you need to fight good Ollie, even though you're seven. And then yeah. we go to Sam, who's immediately bragging about his giant dick. This is, like, the most smug Sam has been at this point, I think. He's like, like, I killed a thin and yeah, a white Gilly's walker. like, I'm kind of worried that this asshole racist is in charge of the Night's Watch and he clearly hates me. And Sam's like, I'm probably the first guy in history to kill a white walker and a thin. I think I've got this whole fighting thing figured out. Check out this shlong. Yeah. And, and uh, he's like, I don't need to fight because I killed a thin. And I'm hyped up. You want to go steal my dad's sword? You I'm like. You want to you go like to my house with my cool dad who I like? And, and my friend. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not bad. He's he's very good. The, he's he's a cool thing, jock. Like the thing me. about Randall Tarley is he's strong and good and my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm a strong boy who's killed a White Walker. Uh, so then... Uh, Go, uh, uh, I need to point out that Ghost is just off to the side nibbling on a bone. Ghost is not here. Did you not notice Ghost? I did not notice Ghost. It's, it's right before it cuts, like it goes between John and Sam, and we just see Ghost like off to the side nibbling on a bone for like five seconds. That has to be the first, like, ghost sighting where he didn't immediately kill someone after. Yeah. And, like, the the good thing is, like, those bones were probably Pip. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just had a battle and there were hundreds of bodies everywhere. Like, is this a fibula? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Feed it to my fake dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Ali, Ali is, like, he's gonna fight John, and then he stops because Millie Sanders is right behind John. Yeah, he's and like, he's, fuck swords, for real, though. And she says, are you a virgin? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's the the best thing about episode one, Melisandre, and every season is that she does things that pay off later. Yes, <laughs> she's like, "Come with me, Jon Snow, and speak to the king." Yeah, Stannis and Davos are just like chilling on the ledge, on like the fakest ledge that yeah. anyone's ever seen. They're six feet from the edge, and they're thinking maybe six feet ain't so far down. Yeah, then John, so to speak. Uh, John, he goes he goes up there and he kneels down. And he says, my "He's king, a good boy." I, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> yeah and uh oh, man how did we do all of those three-eyed raven goofs and not do a third eye blind joke because the ra- the raven has two eyes in the show like bran your third eye is blind man god damn it no the, the raven was just in, i'm holding it like it would be really good just a guy yeah how's it gonna be <laughs> when ho door's dead spoiler season six <laughs> I, this is my favorite bit. It's just ruining the match. <laughs> Guess what's gonna happen to the Tyrells? Um. So Stan, I thought this was gonna be when Stannis. Fuck it, spoilers. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Stannis says nothing. Right. It, he says that he's gonna he's gonna put Roose Bolton's head on a spike. Oh, and he needs the, the Wildlands' help, and John says yeah. they won't do that. Yeah, John says, like, a cool thematic thing for once about how they were just, like, born on the wrong side of the wall. 
and then everyone immediately forgets it, including John. Yeah, and then Stannis like has a sweet ass deal. He's like, "Hey, if you help us fight, we'll legitimize you. We'll give you lands. Like, it's the sweetest deal possible." It but, really is. But then Mance has to like kneel in front of him and embarrass himself, and Stannis like smirks and he's like, "You have until tonight before I burn this dude alive, my guy." He's like, "Yes, before I do something, before the evil music starts playing." Bust out the s'mores, my guy. That's what Davos says. Yeah. He's, he, I'm glad Davos became comedic relief in season yeah, he, five. Yeah, he has, he sticks a marshmallow on each of his stubby fingers. Uh-huh. And holds it over the fire. It's sick. Yes, and, uh, the next scene is basically everyone saying, look at how <laughs> shitty Robin is, and then the scene ends. Robin is, like, the only character I care about in this arc. <laughs> he's Excuse always, me? he's always in very nice clothes, and he can never do anything. Yeah, he just... He's sparring with the kid who we'd never meet or know in any way, and he's just yeah. getting his ass destroyed. Yeah, it would most likely be, like, Jan Royce, but instead Jan Royce is just sitting, like, look at how shitty this kid is. Yeah. Maybe because you're think... not teaching him, idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> if with Littlefinger rolls up later, he's just, like, sh- being shitty at archery while Jan Royce is like, oh, how do I teach these kids? Like, teach him a thing. Isn't your job the weapon trainer? Like... Yeah. Do your job for once, instead of wearing your name your is shitty... Bronze Yawn. That means you're good at fight. Oh, it'd be cool if it was like more like Bronze uh, Yawn, because this kid sucks. That would have been a cool, cool bit. That would be very funny. And I was trying to, this was like my rejected org of the week, is like I've tried to figure out a connection between Ollie and Sweet Robin, because like scene to scene, they just show like the same kid getting his ass kicked. And I tried to like... I couldn't really find a connection. Maybe, like, you see one, but the best I could do is, like, when you put Sweet Robin Ollie into an anagram generator, mm-hmm. it comes out to Robin Yellowist, like, the like the most scared Robin, that's Sweet Robin, and then Low Boy Listener, which is, as a wildling boy, he's a low boy, and he's a listener because he just he kind of glares at everybody all season. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe their souls are split, and, like, that's a hint. Um, anyways. So, so, so the three heads of the dragon are Sweet Robin... Ollie and Roz. Yeah. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Anyways, a, st- a stinky boy comes up and he hands Littlefinger a pigeon-sized piece of paper. Uh-huh. And, and then the- Sansa <laughs> sees it and glares at him, and he Peter just acts like he didn't get a letter. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looks like he's texting in class under his desk, but there's no desk. Is this like, is this when he says, like, um, I'm going to take you somewhere where no one will find you, and they go to fucking Winterfell? Yeah. <laughs> That that's later in the cart, but yeah, he says I'm gonna take you somewhere so far away that even Cersei can't get her hands on you. So like, so your ancestral home that's that's ruled by the people who betrayed your family and is in cahoots with Cersei. It's a good thing Cersei didn't care. It's a really good thing that she didn't care at all. Because uh, she had to, she was too busy being catty with Marge. So he that happens. He gets he gets a pigeon letter. And then we cut to Brienne, who is, so she isn't killing anyone, so she has to be mean to Pod for absolutely no reason. What? She, like, like, even, and Pod is like, let's go do a thing. Like, let's go back to Castle Black for Sansa. I bet that's a pretty good idea. I, I bet. But then, yeah, Brienne just, like, wants to stall, so she's like, this would be good. What if I'd be mean to Pod for being helpful for no reason? <laughs> this is my Brad's guy. <laughs> nice. <sighs> This is an exciting I would, episode of Game I would, of Thrones. I would give that a Goldion. That was a very good one. Oh, thank you. Um, if we're if like I I understand what you're doing, but if this was like men battle, gold is actually a weaker metal than, than bronze. I think. Like oh. I learned that from video games. Well, my yawn is the true steel. A Valyrian yawn. It'll break before it bends. Of course. 
so yeah, she's just being a dickhead to Pod for no reason, and then conveniently, Littlefinger <laughs> and Sansa have immediately teleported into a cart and are like riding by them. They're fifty feet away. Yeah, and it's like f- good dramatic irony, gang. Even though they were like basically up at the top of the Vale ten minutes ago, now they're in like the Riverlands or wherever. Yeah, there's and then to be. we get Sansa, who this season she becomes a master manipulator. We promise she she's becomes like, a real player in the Game of Thrones. She immediately realizes she's like. Littlefinger, you lied. You said that to Jan's Ron, Jan's, Jan Royce, that we were going to the Fingers and we're going west. And I know things now because I'm very on top and I can see every direction. And then Littlefinger's like, I listen, I don't trust the Vale Lords to keep your identity safe. So I'm just going to betray that to everybody and take you to the Warden of the North who Cersei legitimized. Yeah, um, so I don't, yeah, I don't want, I, I don't want anyone to know you're really Sansa Stark, so what I'm going to do is send you to the Boltons and have you marry Ramsay Bolton as Sansa Stark. Because I, from what I've heard, he's a good boy. He's a good boy and a strong boy and nice and everyone's friend. I said, who should my Sansa marry? And then I looked around to see all the sigils and I saw the one that had a flayed man on it. And, and, the, and the house that their words are, our blades are sharp. The house that's that's famous for flaying Starks historically. I could have married you to House Lovely Boys, whose whose yeah. words are we kiss nicely, but I thought otherwise. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's House Payne's words. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Ilan Payne got his tongue his tongue taken out because he was such a good kisser. Yeah, he's like you, sh- you lovely boy. I'm sick of this. <laughs> so yeah, Sansa's like, oh cool, you're taking me to Pentos where Cersei can't get me. Cool. And yeah, then they go to Pentos. She's like, wow, we're going to the Shadow by a Shy. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sending you home. And then Littlefinger says, I have a present for you, Sansa. And then they park, and then Sansa gets out, and she gets her brand new dirt bike. Oh, I, I thought it was I thought it was going to be Tyrion, and he says, I'm the gift. <laughs> no, he, he revs the engine, so it, he, like, he, he like rips his Harley, uh-huh. and like and it, it kind of like Morse codes that. He, he out of the revs, it's like, but it's Morse code, and it says, remember when we were married? And then no one does. <laughs> get ready to get double married. Yeah, double marry me again. Yeah. Oh man, this is really good. The thing yeah. is, I the thing is, um, I I saw this like at like an HBO. They had a HBO had a screening at my college, mm-hmm. and like it was like before there's like a week before the premiere, and it was a big thing, and we all got in like this 800 person theater, and like we got to watch this episode early, and it was the first episode that I had watched as a book reader, so I was like fucking hyped. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like, oh, I fucking know all the cool shit in Feast for Crows that's going to happen. And, um, it happened. so this is the first episode that I was ever let down. Uh-huh. And like on a rewatch, I liked it more. Like okay. I are, I like this episode more than any episode in season six. Okay. But it's get- still very bad. It is. <laughs> like, it, like it's really where all of the, this happened because we wanted it to really like all of the seeds have been it planted. It starts to take off. Yeah. Such as, uh, well, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. So yeah, the, we, the next scene is Cersei and they're having like Tywin's funeral party or we gotta, whatever yeah, this is. We, we gotta talk about Loras struggling to offer his sympathies because he can't do anything but fuck a guy. Yeah. Anytime he's doing anything but fucking a dude, he just like stumbles over everything. It's like, yeah, uh, Tywin was, uh, he was g- g- good at doing d- 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 the diplomacy that he liked to do. And she says, yes, go away. And then Lancel finally got rid of his Party City wig, and he just looks like some guy. And he, his potato sack looks one million times better than anything he's ever worn. It really does. It and looks then, like. like <laughs> and then, like, Kevin walks up and just mocks his new goth son. 
He's like, sorry, sorry for my son's appearance. He just found out about Hot Topic. Yeah, sorry about my son. They loiter. He and his friends loiter outside the movie theater, and they make bugs fight each other all night. <laughs> They'll grow out of it. So that happens, and then Cersei walks away to look out a balcony window, and Lancel. She literally just like I have to go right now immediately, and just goes to a balcony. Yeah, and so Lancel follows her, and he's like, uh, "The time we fucked was bad." Yeah, but it, it, but he's like, "I I feel sorrow for the." Uh, atrocities we have committed yeah anyways you want to come to my youth group and then and then he says like do, do you remember when you made me go with robert baratheon the king on his hunt and give him lots of wine and get, him, and get him very drunk so he died and seriously looks at him and says i have no idea what you're talking about yeah and every yeah everybody who just watches the show is like oh god thank god her too yeah and it's convenient that there are, like, no spies listening or anything. Yeah. And, like, so now this is establishing that the Sparrows have all shown up now that Tywin is dead. So, like, oh, cool, Jamie was right about all of the enemies, like, co- like collapsing in on them once Tywin died. Mm-hmm. Another thing of, like, the Lannisters being right. Cool. Yeah, it's weird how they're always right and good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, I can't, wait. I can't wait for the scene where, like... Like, where Littlefinger is the entire atheism subreddit to all the sparrows. That's maybe my favorite scene this season. That's... We both peddle fantasies, Brother oh, Lancel. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Yeah, it just well, keeps coming back. What's... Speaking of... Doesn't he just say that, or is it like a whole speech, like, chaos is real? It's it's like, hey, we're, we're sparrows and we run this town now. This is this is Team Valor Town. Mm-hmm. and Don't you... equate those sparrows with my team. Oh, God, I forgot that you're a fucking narc. I'm not a narc. I'm just I'm just strong, and I I made I trained and I got strong. Here's the thing, though: you're literally every one of Ash's rivals except for Gary, because Gary like had a face turn. But like Paul, like the new one, he's like Pokemon are only good when they're strong. The thing is, that is exactly me. <laughs> like I I'm like breeding twenty seven. Okay. Like eggs at a time, and I'm like, if this guy doesn't have six IVs, like into the trash. Okay, like, I, garbage. This, I'm I like I'm not. I'm not even putting you up on the Global Trade Network. You're being released. Like, goodbye. <laughs> I don't even want a candy. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm like... That's actually me, so... Yeah, I like the cutest the cutest friends. And, uh-huh. like, I, I will I will trade my Mewtwo and my Dragonite away for a seal. Well, with me, I would be like... I, I see the, like... Uh, what, what, what Pokemon was like him you said I was? Um, you said you were Bellsprout, right? I mean, I look, oh. I'm physically almost like a Bellsprout. That's pretty Your true. Rabbit, you're... No, oh, Drifloon? Drifloon the balloon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll see that little cutie, and I'll be like, I can't, he's not powerful, <laughs> and I'll turn away, and, like, one tear will, oh. will go down. My master ball's deploying on its own. Yeah, as I, as I, like, hug my, like, mega hair across or whatever. <laughs> but deep down, like, in my, in my heart, I, I want the, the, the cute little Drifloon, but yeah. I can't I was just gonna say... Huh, you've always kind of reminded me of a Heracross now that I think about it, not realizing that your Skype icon's been a Heracross. A Heracross first, playing second. the saxophone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's really... It's weird when I saw you and you were the no-fun robot. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, my mind's eye. Yeah. Does that? Does anybody listening want us to talk about Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't... I think most people don't, actually. Because <laughs> the Dornish birthmark scene is next. Yeah, we... That happens from Lance... Um... Yeah, so there's two naked boys in bed. And, like, Loris is not awkward now because he's... He's being gay. He's in this moment... The gay switch has been flipped. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's just... it's Up is gay and down is just 
off. Like, he just can't do anything else. Uh-huh. And o- Olivar with a Y is there, and he says, hey, your birthmark is here, and it looks like Dorne. It looks like is- Dorne, where we should go. Where we should go. Isn't that where Sunstage is? There's where, there's Sunstage, and then right here, there's um, Throbincock. Oh, wait, never mind. That's not actually a city in Dorne. We're gay. I mean, th- th- this would have been such a good opportunity to make an Ironwood joke, but they don't give a fuck about anything. That would have been such a good bit. It's Holy so shit. easy. That would have been... How did I miss that? Come on. So then, like, Marge, like, like funnily barges in, and she's like, guys, we're late for dinner. Come on. And he's like, oh, Marge, can't you see I was doing some gay shit? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but keep it down. And he's like, everyone knows about my gay shit. Yeah, he's literally, everybody knows everything and nobody cares. Why would anybody care? Because the Sparrow movement hasn't come yet, Marjorie. What are you talking about? And this whole scene, Marjorie is kind of like, ew, kissing, like in this whole scene, as if she wasn't, like... Trying, we, just trying to fuck a 12-year-old. Like, Yeah, Exhibit A, like, she's trying to fuck a 12-year-old. And Exhibit 2, she we're basically introduced to her by using her own brother to get Renly hard. Yeah. Fun. So... You know. <laughs> that happens. So she's uh, like, you know, we maybe get, like, a sock on the door. And then, like, they both start dumping on Cersei. And, like, Marge vaguely threatens to remove Cersei from King's Landing and also her son. So, cool. She says something. She says, she's like, what does is, what is, um, Laura say? He's like, whatever. They won't find out. And, and Marjorie's like, don't worry. I have a plan. And then she never has a plan. <laughs> Like, yeah, nothing like, ever comes of this. She's like, don't worry, I'm gonna get Cersei out of King's Landing, check this shit out. And then three days later, Cersei finds a picture of a rose in her P.O. box. Yeah. She's like, I gotta get, fucking get out of here. Uh, then we go back to Tyrion, who's immediately yes, who's making drinking. No, he's drinking and making no dick jokes, because of course he is. And he's looking off the balcony. He's looking off the balcony. Oh, and this is where Varys says her, her story. Yeah, and then, can we talk about, like, Varys' characterization? Like, I know, like, I was, I was this way, too, when I watched the show, that, like, Varys and Littlefinger, whatever they're up to, is, like, the most, like, fascinating thing to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, Tyrion's like, why did you help me? This didn't help you in any, like, seeable way. And Varys is just like, I did it for the realm. This like, is, how? It's all set in five seasons. How, though? Do it like, for the realm. I ain't like, gonna could- do it. He could have just left Tyrion there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, or like, hey, Cersei, I found Tyrion. Do you want to make me Hand of the King? Yeah, or like, give Tyrion up. So, even if he does, he's not like, make me Hand of the King. Give Tyrion up so like, Cersei's like, wow, he is a friend of the Lannisters. And so she doesn't suspect him of doing evil shit to them. Yeah. You know? But, uh, this, this reminds me that this season is when they just made, like, Varys a straight up communist. Yeah. Just like, I want peace, a land where the powerless are not preyed upon by the powerful. Tyrion's like, communism only works in theory, Varys. And Varys is like, the means of production. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but you got no dicky. And then he's like, yeah, I guess, I guess capitalism's good, you're right. <laughs> I guess. There are no, there is no dicky in late capitalism. So. <laughs> so, Varys says, Westeros needs somebody gentler than Stannis, but firmer than Tommen. We need a perfect man who's not a politician. And, which is like, okay, cool. So like, that's how they understand Stannis is like, he's just like the opposite of Tommen, but he's, he's bad because he's too extreme. So like, why are the two ends of your thing are like, this guy burns children and like, this guy doesn't like beats. Like, well, that's, yeah. like, it's not exactly hard to find someone in the middle of that. Yeah. Let's go find somebody who burns people, but does it like in a cool and empowered way. And makes everyone like it. 
Yeah, and then uh, like also like burns down like religious iconography. That'd be sick. Also wants a pet cat. Yeah, you know you know what small folk love when you destroy religious icons. Like as based on everything that's happened in this show, they're either what's most likely going to happen is one they don't give a fuck, or two they think you're god. Yeah, like those are the two options. So just remember when iconography is pretty like lucrative. In this remember world. when everybody thought Jon Snow was a god for like five minutes and then it never came up again. No one even did because Tormund was like, "Yeah, you're the god of my butthole" or some dumb <laughs> shit, and like that's it. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good bit. And no one talked to Mel about it. She just left. He's like, they they think you're some kind of, and then he sees Brienne and he's like, "Ooh, boner town," Ooh, and then big woman lady. Yeah, it's funny because they're because she she's big and she's Hollywood ugly, and Brienne, he like Brienne he, uh, plays as I mean to, uh, Tormund plays as Brienne when you in the games when you get to create a character he's like I, if I'm, I want to look at a character all day I want to be a <laughs> sexy lady come on man um the Winds of Winter is the highest rated television episode of anything on IMDb right now anyways so. Varys is going to bring Tyrion to Danny, and then we cut to Marine. And honestly, like, I'm still in season six mode. So, like, I thought that Varys, Varys and Tyrion were already there for a yeah, second. Right. And, on the, like, they were going to meet themselves, and they'd be like, whoa. It's like, yeah, that's, like, exactly what would happen. But, uh, Hisdar and Dario, remember Hisdar? Are Can walking I, around Marine. I'm saying, like, Hisdar did nothing wrong. Hisdar, there's, um, uh, the, the folks over at, like, Fandom Following talk about how. They talk a lot about how Hisdar is, like, a really powerful resistance narrative, and, like, it's the closest character we get to Sansa, kind of. It basically is! Yeah. He's, like, fighting for what he believes in, but not being violent, like, using his political yeah. skills. He's basically Sansa! Yeah, he really is. <laughs> but he, he didn't he didn't feed anybody to the dragons in a very empowered moment, so he So, he, so he, he dies by no one. Like, a faceless man. Not not a faceless man assassin. God, do you remember in the fighting pits when they're fucking... When he's like, uh, I have just prepared the preparations right before the... Oh, sorry I'm late. Show sorry up. I'm late and being very suspicious. And then he dies three minutes later. By a son of the harpy. Yeah. Man. But remember when Tyrion saves Missandei? I'm so glad I don't have to talk about that episode again. Um... So, like, Hisdar's gotten this sweet deal from the Yunkish government, um, and it's like, hey, we're gonna, like, we got, like, this, like, leadership by freedmen and stuff, but we just need, like, a little bit of, like, one concession, like, politics is the like, art of compromise. One thing, literally, one thing, just make the, f- the fighting pits open. And he's like, politics, it's important. She says, I'm not a politician, I'm a queen. And Barry loves this shit. Yeah. He's, like, so proud that she said that. Yeah, and then Danny calls it human cockfighting, which is pretty funny because it's got a funny word in it. She says cock. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why Barristan was smiling because he knew she was. He read the script and he was waiting for the cock line. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. And then th- there's like jump cut. Extreme, like the weirdest jump cut to her naked in bed. It's like old Barristan being like, "I'm so proud," and then <laughs> yeah. jump cut to like. And Danny has the most ridiculous sitcom blanket in the world. Uh huh. Where like Dario's business is just everywhere, but she's like, she's basically just wearing a blanket dress. A blanket dress, and he's like up, ass out, pouring wine. He's like pouring like wine into his crack and shit. And he's like, fighting is good for me. And yeah. She's like, just... well, now that you mention it. Yeah. Like the the politician who knows about like what the people what 
he he seems to know but what both like the rulers and the common people want but you're white so yeah like okay and like i like this is why i didn't like why the episode didn't make me mad as much as a lot of season six is like there's there's dario is given a little bit of a backstory and a justification and like at this point i'll take it like i'll take like yeah i was like okay like this is fine like it's right, it's whatever. stupid that Brienne is mean to Pot all the time after like spending ostensibly years traveling with him, but uh-huh. like she's sad because she just lost Arya. So like fine, like it's 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 bad writing, but it's at least on it's on the fucking rails. Literally, all we ask for is a reason. Like that's yeah. the base the base level of what we're, yeah. what we're looking for here. So then like so Dario is like almost convincing her to to open the fighting pits, but then he just takes a hard right and starts talking about the dragons. Yeah. It's like, listen, it's really important to these people that you open the fighting pits. Um, so you, sh- you should show your strength now with your dragons. It's okay. Just, what? So, so I, she, are the put dragons, them in the pit! Are the dragons chained up at this point? Yeah, she chained them up and it was very sad at the end of season four. So she goes to see them and they make roar at own mother and then she leaves. They right? make own, they make, they make fire at own diagonal away from her. <laughs> uh huh, conveniently. Yeah. And, like, and she just like runs away, right? Yeah, she goes. She goes down to the dragon, the dragon jail. Them big, and then. And this is actually the last time, as far as I know, this is the last time she sees them before they like heroically burst out of the. Wall oh and no, help no, no! Fight. You're forgetting the time when she burned a dude alive, extra oh. judiciously. That's such oh, a. Oh, when she burns a dude alive and then tells his dar she like he's being forced into marriage. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, when she's like, when she brings all the masters down there, and she's like, "Hey, one of you is bad, so check this out," at random. And then a guy gets eaten and burned alive. Um, she she kind of has this thing of, like, killing one or two guys, and somehow that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, remember when she's like, which one of you is the weakest ruler? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Like, she has this weird thing of just killing dudes, but also being like, I'm nice and yeah. not evil. And in this episode, it's all about, we need somebody who knows how to treat with the highborn folk. She kills everyone. She kills everyone. And then says, I don't kill anyone. And also, no one can fight if they choose to, but also I can kill everyone. Yeah. I'm a queen, not a politician. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, but the thing about this is, like, it's really, like, first of all, it's cool because Danny like, gets emotional. And, like, she clearly has a connection to the dragons beyond, like, them fight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still, like, it's, you know, like, emotional and moving. And, but the best part about this is that I can't wait to see how she finally, like, gets the dragons under her control. Like that arc is going to be really powerful. It's going to when she like had like had to train your dragon, you know? Yeah, it's going to be a, yeah, exactly. Remember when she was like, "Oh, uh, no one's seen Drogon in days. Like he could be anywhere." Yeah, and she literally starts crying. Uh huh. It's going to be really good when we get the dr- dramatic satisfaction of like that whole arc of her being the mother to dragons, you know? Yeah, like yeah, man. Because really the whole sucks. thing with dragons, dragons are like a sword without a hill. Like, you can never, tr- like, Jorah, like, all four seasons, like, you can never truly control them, Khaleesi. Uh-huh. And it's going to be, like, amazing, like, to, to see how that pans out. It's going to be really cool when they all burn down one boat. Yeah, the one boat with every bad person and soldier in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, that boat was called, like... Do you think they would be called, called like, separate, like, the fleet would be like, this one is, like, the Wings of the Harpy... And this one is like the yeah. good stuff of marines. It's the SS but slavery, and then they th- this, destroy this, it. And the, the ship they were on was called "Here's Where All the Good Masters Live," and then <laughs> it just got burned to a crisp. Yeah, and then and then all the small folk write "Good Masters" more like "Bad Masters," yes. and then 
they they also write that in two languages because everybody's bilingual. They, no, they only write it in the common tongue. Oh right, because, but they have Misa in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so then we go back to uh, John Snow. Mansa's looking at a. He's like looking under a window. It's really like, weird. The the actor who plays Mance, I think he's really good, but he just kind of looks like shit. Yeah. You know, like, this is not what I expected Mance Rated to look like. Like, he kind of looks like in Mario 64, like, when you mess with the face, and you kind of, like... Uh-huh. You just kind of, you know, pull on his face a little too much. Uh-huh. But he's a good fucking actor. He really is. And he's, like, he's, like, a hundred years older than I expect than, like, I... than Bookmance is to me. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, I really like him. And, like, for the most part, I like this scene a lot. Minus, like... Like, it didn't make sense, but the acting was very good. Like, minus Jon Snow trying to do anything. Yeah, and, like, John and Mance in the books is, like, one of my favorite... Like, it, every t- every time they talk is one of my favorite scenes. Mm. But George R. R. Martin isn't writing the episode, so... Yeah. They just so, say kind of nothing at each other, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go burn now. Yeah. So, speaking of telepathy, um, Mance knows all of Stannis' dem- demands because he's old and wise, and that just gives you superpowers in Season 5. Yeah, he's like, let me guess... He wants me to bend the knee, and he's going to give you Winterfell and make you a lord and legitimize you as the Warden of the North. And John's like... John's like, I slept with the wildling girl. Yeah. John's like, I killed Corrin Halfhand. <laughs> I know what it's like to be a wildling. I burned Egret so she would warg into me. <laughs> um, and then, like, Mance is, like, saying some cool shit. He's like, Stannis would probably be the best sitter on the Iron Throne in a hundred years. And you're like, nice, nice. I was like, nice, this is why he's my favorite. Yeah. And, man, this is, like, all about Stannis' redemption this season. It's really good. It's gonna be um, so good. So, he, like, he doesn't, but he doesn't want his people bleeding anymore, even for anybody, even for Stannis. But, like, not a, I've, I sat here for, like, an hour trying to work through his reasoning, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. And, uh, like, I'm trying to, I feel like the intent wasn't to even make... Mance Raider kind of like noble or like dying for his beliefs or his people. It was just to make Jon Snow shoot him with an arrow so he looked good. Oh yeah, this is definitely like it's all like getting people in position to get to a plot point. Uh-huh. And like they even punt the football basically, like w- like in case anybody was thinking about his motivation because because Mance just goes like, if you can't understand why I'm doing this, then there's no point in explaining it. <laughs> we don't want to write anymore. Yeah, just I don't, set me on fire. I'm I'm Dan Weiss and my hand hurts. Yeah. Where's George? <laughs> so like it just it doesn't make sense from any angle because he's like it's not about pride, but I'm doing this because they won't respect me if I kneel. Uh-huh. Like, isn't that about your rep then, my guy? Yeah. And, like that's... if you don't want, if you want your people to be safe, then you burning alive puts them like, that's way much not more help them. Like in without the, a king around. In the like after the episode thing. D or D, I still don't know which is which, said like, oh, well, you see here, John really shows his character by, by ending Mance, like, mercifully, uh-huh. he shows, like, that he's was his friend and he's, he's heroic. I saw that, yeah. Like. He's a true friend and he's good. Like, I'm pretty sure Tormund Giantsvane also would want to stop it, but they would fucking kill him if he did it. Yeah, exactly. Like John's the only one in the position to do that. It's not because yeah. he was a good heroic no. friend. And you know how he's in that position? Because he's a steward. Yeah! <laughs> He's just a steward. Yep. And the greatest swordsman to ever live. Yeah. But, like... And 
this is also another thing where like it starts like season five really starts with people just saying cool lines apropos of nothing that don't mean anything but they sound cool uh-huh. like like uh mance goes the freedom to make my own mistakes was all i ever wanted he he's always been free until this very moment what are you saying he has he and was free to, oh, he to, was the king two and people, now he's in two, jail two people dropped the title the wars to come one was mance i forget the other one um yeah yeah uh, I, I think that's part of my work of the week oh okay but uh, I, I don't remember who it is so oh, it was Varys. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mance burns very slowly, and he's like, and really then John, and then John shoots him with an, one arrow right in the heart, and he dies immediately. Yeah. Sandor's Sandor looks down at John and goes, "Do you know where the heart is?" <laughs> I know where to put it. And the best part is, did you notice that when John and Ollie are standing together because they're best friends, and Ollie just killed his girlfriend, <laughs> um, that he like he bumps into Ollie, and Ollie frowns for the first time and like looks at him. The first. Ollie at reaction chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just like the tiniest nudge when he's like, I hate him now and I'm evil. I hate him now because he taught me how to fight good. This guy ate my dad. And he's like, <laughs> that was the, that was Steer who I killed. Uh huh. But, me pa. Me pa. Me mom, pa, and potatoes. And, and uh, Solis is there with Shireen and Solis is fucking loving this. Nice. Like, Shireen closes her eyes. She's like, oh, very good. I and, like it. Uh, yeah, and then I remember, and like, uh, um, Mance makes eye contact with Tormund and with John, like, as the burning's happening. And I remember, like, I went on, like, this is like the beginning of, like, the, what if Arya's actually Jack and, uh-huh. like, like the honey potting, cause, yeah. um, in the books it's way fucking more interesting. Um, but, like, people yeah. really, people really <laughs> thought, man, like, like Tormund was glamored, and it was actually Tormund being burned alive, and Mance yeah, was. Yeah, as, as I missed basically the entirety entirety of the scene because like, okay, so Kim, Jon Snow gets a letter, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be from Ramsay, but like, it wouldn't be from Ramsay because he calls Jon Snow crow, and like, only wildlings would say that. But yeah. also, Mance Raider is like, like <laughs> I fucking yeah, man, the pink letter is so cool in the show. Remember when it happened? It happened, and it just it, and it was, was just nothing. It was Ramsay sends Jon a letter, and it's just dick butt inside of it. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. It, it, yeah, John just, like, opens it and he says, Dick? And then he says, oh, well, I don't want to read the rest of this. And then Sansa grabs it and she reads the rest of it. And she says, but. but. <laughs> like, the the thing, I... It's just kind of... I don't know if it's a small trend, but, like, I like how the show very rarely takes up fan theories, but when it does, it always picks the wrong option with the utmost confidence. <laughs> Definitely. Like, yes, it's it's him, Benjamin Coldhands, just as George said. Yeah. And he's like actually the opposite of that. Yeah. Ah <laughs> uh, man. And this is like this annoys me because like in this adaptation, like on top of like everything else that like there's no glamoring or warging or anything as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Hint hint. Um I mean only if you're gonna be a gross titty old woman. Yeah. Yeah, that was so much more shocking and gratifying than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like, th- this, this ruins, and, and they found their thousandth way to ruin Stannis' character. Because, like, Stannis wouldn't want to execute man, like, he would want Nance to, he would want Mance to kneel, but, like, he would execute him because he's a Night's Watch deserter. Yeah. Like, because the, it's the his same duty. Remember? As king, he has to, like, Deal yeah. justice. You know, like, how the story introduces us to Ned yeah. by the honorable, lovable Ned who put his life on the line for Stannis' claim? 
Yeah, the man who cast the sentence should swing the sword. Like it, and like we know that the guy was justified in being scared, but Ned values the law, and even though he's a, he's lawful good, mm-hmm. so he executes the guy. And but Stannis does it because he's prideful and he wants everybody to bow down to him, and he's yeah, ambitious. Because he's, he's, he's a bad guy, and the Lannisters are good. <laughs> I feel like that, like that whole scene. I was just like, when is it going to start playing? Because it's going to every time they're sad. Yeah. Well, that's the episode. Yeah, good episode. I'm still happy we only have to do five more of these. Oh god, it's really good. <laughs> I'm in, I'm like so in D and D mode. I know. I I have a good I have um ideas in my brain. Oh yeah. Where the ne- the next one's the next part's gonna go, but I have to like create it, and that's like the yucky part that I hate. Yeah. You know, like doing work. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it must be really hard to actually do work and not just like show up twice a month and be like, "Hey, what if that lever looked like a dick?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to create an entire world, and someone goes balls deep on the lever. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's uh, Camilo did I'm go balls deep on the lever. What? I'm just over here catching ratatatatats. Ratatatats. Ratatatatats. cats, Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a work of the week. I, I, yeah, I fucking think so. Um, okay, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Alright, um, I think this might be two theories meshed together. I didn't proofread this. Okay. But, uh, alright. This is like, it's, season six was so easy because there were so many glaring plot holes that just needed to be filled. Mm-hmm. But, um, here I, I'm gonna try to knock out two in one. Here we go. So, um, Mel asks John if he's a virgin. And she's very happy to know that he's not. Mm-hmm. So we know that we know that like Mel has an interest in John. We can assume that the Azora the Azora High seed has been planted. So I'm thinking, why would she be so interested in him being a, not being a virgin? What if virgins can't warg? <laughs> think about it. Okay, Eddie, Eddie, I need I need your help on this one. Okay, what, can you think of anything aside from warging that is generally described as like the most in- intimate bodily connection between? between two folks like in that moment we were one can you think of anything that would like uh we surveyed a hundred people and all of them said fucky yeah that's that's the exact word that i was thinking of yes (laughs) okay so like maybe like come open your third eye or something but um so that's that's part one i wish you (laughs) (laughs) i wish you would work into your friend my friend um, Cut but- ties with all the guys that you've been working in. Yes! <laughs> You'll get it when you hear the episode, Ken. Good. Yeah, it's really, it's a great bit. It's a good joke. And okay. If what, what was going on? I'm trying to get the next verse. If okay. you do not want to, what would you not want to do? Um. If you want to see Ned Stark again... Look into the sewers. I don't know. Um, okay, so part two. Um, Mance, Mance's last words are, this was my home for many years. I wish you luck in the wars to come. So this doesn't make sense. He was only at Castle Black for like a day. But. Yes. And like, I don't want all the haters being like, he was in the Night's Watch. He lived here before. That, why would he say that as his last words? They're just like, I used, this is my house. Like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So to him, this day was many years. So that tells us that Mance has some degree of influence over time. In other words, he has lived this day over and over for many years. In this theory that I call Groundhog Ray. 
<laughs> okay. Um, there's another hint at the, about this in this episode. Varys talks about the war to come. Mance mentions wars plural because he's relived this war repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Now, he's seen what happens when he bends the knee, and he's lived through all of his followers losing his respect and all that. But he can't tell John that like he knows that this is the best option for the future because who would believe him? He, he'd lose respect to be, you know, being the kooky you know, Bill Murray guy uh, that way. So, so Mance, trying for many years and reliving the situation thousands of times like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, decides that this is the best way to go, and that's why he's so calm about it. And so when Mance dies... He wargs into John, which okay. is good because he wasn't a virgin and he had fucky. So that's possible that he could – but like since he's not a virgin and he has like this warging ability, um, it actually passes on his ability to relive time like in Groundhog Day starring Bill Murray. And in this situation, Melisandre is a lot like Andy McDowell here. She's kind of like the key. Mm-hmm. So that's why she is like so interested in John because she's Andy McDowell from the movie Groundhog Day. And this explains if John can relive any day, a numerous and Unlimited amount of times. This explains why John just nonchalantly says inflammatory shit in high stakes meetings with wildlings all the time. He's just th- he's just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what works. Yeah, because like he, and like and later on, like he would know that it would work, and like he knows that like the Lord of Bones isn't going to kill him. So if he's just like, I, I killed Mance. Come on, let's go. Like he's like, and all of the future events of like the incredible serendipity of the Battle of the Bastards, where John like almost dies one hundred times, and like he doesn't even care. Mm-hmm. It's fine because, like, he knows that he it's knows fine. like all the quick time events that he has to hit exactly. To make sure. Okay, and then like later on, like he knows this. So like when he goes to Andy McDowell, and he's like, "If I fall, don't bring me back." He, like he wants he wants Andy McDowell to close the loop, basically. Mm-hmm. It makes too much sense, is the thing. So yeah, um, didn't have a whole lot to do with the whole virgin thing, but I just kind of wanted to hit that real quick. And it was funny that they, she said that to him. It was funny because it, it didn't make – it wasn't for any reason. I just remember I was watching in the auditorium and, like, everybody started hooting and hollering when that happened. Woo, Johnson's dick. What if he cranked his arms? <laughs> yeah, that's where I got the joke. Uh-huh. So, like, years in advance. Yeah. Uh, questions? Confirmed, oh, yeah. by the way. Confirmed. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you can – Ask us a question on Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, or email us at postgot at gmail.com. First question this week from, comes in from Tumblr user Friendrice, who asked, The competition sure is stiff at the Carol Awards this year. Oh. What are your favorite entries? The entire best book misappropriation category is mine. Oh, man. You guys should really check out the Carol Awards if you haven't. It's oh, I have uh, some of them open up right now, some of okay, the categories. Cool. Most creative use of teleportation. Good. Uh... Let's see. Tyrion's most saintly act. <laughs> the horrific implications award. Good. Most praiseworthy kinslaying. <laughs> Best Sansa personality. That's my favorite. That's the one I had in mind. Uh, there's one near the bottom of my of this. That's my favorite. Best character misappropriation. Cool. Uh, most sensitive child death. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of classics. Yeah. Uh, and the creatively it made sense because we wanted it to happen award. Nice. All very good. I, I'm waiting uh, to see the results. I voted. Yeah, I just, I pulled up, uh, I also liked best personality flip and the serendipity uh-huh. award. Yeah. Cause I'm a, good. I'm a big fan of just coincidence getting everybody out of everything. Uh-huh. Uh, next question comes in from Tumblr user taking turns at random. The winner of our, uh, First annual viewer challenge. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, prize yet to be determined. Gotcha. Uh, 
He's just Eddie's just gonna leave a fucking onion on your doorstep uh, in oh real no, life. I, I I know what the prices are. Yeah. It's just we don't know which one will be paid. Yeah, yeah we just don't know what what where to get an onion. Yeah. Part one of two. It's it's a, it's a double question. Serious question time. When I talk to my Shonley friends and family, they typically resort to the well, obviously you have to assume argument. Nope. And, well, an example being, well, obviously you have to assume that the events don't match up chronologically at all. Or, right, well, yeah, obviously you, you, you have, have to, to assume. assume that things are happening in Dorne despite seeing literally none of it. Or, well, obviously you have to assume that Tyrion did a great job governing Marine off-screen. This seems like a terrible rhetoric for any type of narrative. Clearly, if a story makes you make huge illogical leaps for it to make sense, it's a pretty fucking bad story, right? What, what if Harry Potter just, like, started at the Battle of Hogwarts when Harry kills Voldemort, and then everybody was like, this is the best book series of all time? Obviously, like, you have to assume that there was, like, a, a great quest and, like, a great arc and story that got us there mm-hmm. that you can just, like, fill in off screen. Yeah. Like, my whole thing is, even that, just, like, the whole adaptation is, like, imagine if fucking Dumbledore showed up and was just killing everyone. And he's like, this is how you're a, a, a wise ruler. Avada Kedavra. What if, what if Dumbledore was like, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And then he got so mad that he just burned Harry alive in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> he said, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Harry said no. So he cast the killing curse at him. <laughs> but he's the good guy. He's it in an empowered way. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and whenever Voldemort's on screen, it made him seem like, like you were sympathetic to Voldemort. Yeah. Like, yeah, after all this time, always. And those are Voldemort's last words. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, was that only part one of the question? Oh, no, it was sent into, like, that question. Oh, okay. Put up. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, like, it's, I, I, I know I talk about this all the time, but, like, it really bothers me the way that the discourse has shifted and nobody's even, like, talk, nobody's talking about this is the thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, the discourse used to be about, like, how dense the story was, and it's like, wow, you're gonna need, like, the wiki up at all times to, like, keep track of yeah, all of these threads. weird how that was it when it was most like the books. Yeah, and now it's just like, it's cool, and people die, and it's really shocking, but, and it's not, uh, by the way, uh, they got 23 Emmy nominations. Yeah. Um, another thing, I, I don't even, even if people aren't complaining, like, about how none of it makes sense, or you have to make such illogical leaps to get to things... No one seems to care that things only happen in, like, two episodes of the ten-episode season. Yeah. Because when the big thing happens, that's good. And, like, it's really easy to kind of fall into, like, that recency thing. Because even in this episode, I was like, like, when it ended with Mance, and, like, I, I mostly enjoyed that scene, I was like, oh, this episode wasn't that bad. Because you just, like, forget about the 40 minutes of nothing. Yeah. Like, you don't remember Brienne and Pod. Yeah. I wouldn't if I didn't take notes on it. Yeah, exactly. Tumblr uh, user. Oh, was there more? I just, uh, a uh, friend of, he's not a friend of the show, but I watch his videos. Um, if you watch Preston Jacobs on YouTube, he did this like season six wrap up and yeah, he's the guy who's like, what if, uh, what if Tywin ate a snake? And, and that's yeah. why, you know, uh-huh. um, he did this like season four wrap up and he's been shitting on the whole season and it's very good. Um, but he did this like f- this 45 minute wrap up of like everybody's arc in season six and there, he, he, like, explicitly says, like, I will not make any reference to the book. Like, this is not comparing it to the book. This is only the internal logic of the show in season six. And here's how none of it makes sense. And, yeah, I gotta go watch that now. Yeah, it's it's very good. I never thought I'd watch a Preston Jacobs video, but <laughs> well, time makes fools of us all. I highly recommend it. Tumblr user R4W13Y. Great. Asked the question, how do you feel about the Stavos ship? 
I d- no, I probably don't. very positively, but <laughs> I would just like confirmation. I don't. I don't. It's not. I, I well, I don't, and it's not. And also, I don't like ship people or anything like that. I I just don't do that. Except the only thing closest to that would be like Brienne and Jamie. You know? Yeah, like when they're in the bath, like, it's like nice, nice, nice. And I just read uh, a recent Jamie chapter of Feast for Crows when. They get to Harrenhal, and one of the Connington guys is like, "Ah, oh, yes, I was to be betrothed to that wench, and Jamie just slaps the life out of him yeah. with his golden hand, and I'm like, fucking yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, the thing about Stavos is it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I, like, I don't think Stannis has ever kissed anyone. Probably not. I mean, he's done fucky. Because he's like a giant. Well, yeah, fuck he, he d- like he doesn't have much interest in sex, but he does have interest in kinslaying because he's evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he just like he'll do, he'll do whatever it takes to just kill his to kill innocent and good members of his family. Uh, anonymous asks, "This is for the alternate universe where you guys have a Harry Potter podcast." Oh, cool! There will be no foolish hog cranking. That More was like, a Snape impression. That's what if instead of Hogwarts, it was called Hog Cranks. But up, up, but up, up. I I would end the episode there, but we also we have like one l- very good last ask. Okay, and it's from anonymous who says "Yt phone home." Fucking nice. So there you go. Yeah, that's really good. That's the best question we've ever gotten. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Ooh, <laughs> five more. Good, good episode. Five more. Oh my god. Good episode. Oh. It's so happy four twenty. Um, it's so it's so thematically satisfying that we get to end on the worst episode to ever exist. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm I'm afraid that I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's still the worst episode. It has to be. Yeah, but like, man, season six was really bad. It, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think it was, got, it was more of like a drawn out bad, and this was much more of like yeah, it was a different kind ghost. of bad. Yeah, it was like an exploitative bad. Uh-huh. Um. Exploitative Bad was my least favorite AMC show. Oh, I thought that was, like, a, a weird character alignment. <laughs> like, we haven't heard of yet. Yeah, totally. Well, that's a good episode. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Teens. Any, any sign-offs, Kim? Any? Um, nope. Okay. And uh, make sure to check out Fantastic Satisfaction, Fantastic which should have its own feed soon, I think. I uh, Yeah, we gotta work on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, so how are we doing this? The next episode, we're recording the next episode of that next week. Yes. So. And I can't wait. Episode of that going up that day? I don't know. However however you want to do it. Should we keep everything to Mondays still? Uh. I don't know how this is going. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. What what, what do you think, listeners? What do you think? Basically, any time, from what I know, the listeners who voice it are like, give it to me right now. Yeah. But I just want to be, like, consistent. Yeah. So. I I definitely, I'm always, like, an hour a week for a podcast, for, like, all the podcasts I like. I'm definitely a content boy. Uh But, like, yeah, it would, if we could stick to one day, that would be good. Let's just keep it Saturdays for now. Okay, so Saturday's Fantastic Satisfaction, and. Yeah. Wait, yeah, today's Saturday. Today's I thought Saturday. today was Monday. Work of the week. Um, all right, cool. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, everyone. See you eventually with more things that we say and are very good. Ask Brooks if we should go to the Olive Garden.
should we go to the Olive Garden? Hell, have you tried the new like the the breadstick sandwich? Have you tried the breadstick sandwich? I've never tried anything breadsticks related. What the act? That's, what the fuck? Like, that's a lie. Was it? Oh man! You just lied to my face. Uh, hey, I I just went to the Panera Bread, but I I didn't never eat any the, I, the bread. I, I never tried Panera before. <laughs> they have, they have burgers at McDonald's. Yuck! <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.